1: Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the podcast for women in midlife whose bed is a magical place where they suddenly remember all the things they have to do. I'm Sarah Kaywood, formerly a very regular 90s bitch and now a 21st century irregular one. And my co-host, although is literally irregular, is definitely the metaphorically... metaphorical... I can't talk today. Metaphorically regular bitch to my car crash one, Louise Mitchell. I made it. Well done. (laughs) Got there in the end, my love. (laughs) Listen, we're excited this week, aren't we? We are. Who have we got?
2: So this week we have as our guest is uh, Sam Baker, whose book I have thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Particularly as in quote marks, I am an emotional, bossy, cry when I'm angry woman, and I have related entirely to your book in a way that I haven't related to anything else and in this job I've read quite a few so I wanted to personally thank you not only did I relate to it but I actually wanted to listen to it because I'm a little bit don't have a huge amount of attention but no I have I have listened to the whole thing and related literally to 98% of it so
3: thank you very much. Oh, my God. You listened to me read it. I did. I loved it. Ooh, that's oh, that's creepy. No, oh, no, it's no, it's not. No.
1: I think it's important for because it's self-authored and then yeah. that comes across. So I re- I've just started listening to it. I'm very excited to get it on my Alexa in the oh, new kitchen and swan about. And it is it's fabulous, Sam. Thank you. And also, personally, you know, you've edited... All of my favourite magazines, may they rest in peace. Yeah, company, um, company red. red, red. I absolutely adore it. Still hanging on in there. So, thank you for those cool as well. Smile. You are. Aww utterly fabulous oh thanks <laughs> uh, we're back at you <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're i believe in lockdown in edinburgh yeah they don't call it lockdown here they call oh. it closing all the restaurants and not letting you see your they but- <laughs> so more honest then
2: at least you know where you are with that
3: <laughs> yeah exactly it's like there's no what here are we it's like yeah, don't go out, don't go to anyone's houses, don't eat anything, you're fine, and wear a mask if you go in a shop. It's like, okay, got that. <laughs> oh,
1: so are you actually allowed, you are allowed to go, of course you need to be able to go into shops for essentials.
3: Oh, yeah, the shops are all still open, but it's, um, there's no, no kind of, none of that rule of six stuff here. There's no fun. It's, That's exactly no fun. the word that was yeah. in yeah. My, my You can mind. work and eat and watch repeats on the telly. That's Netflix. It. Oh, I love a bit of Netflix.
2: So for the purpose of people who haven't read your book, would you mind just giving us a brief summary of why you've written it and what the general vibe is?
3: Right. Well, I, I wrote The Shift because I think I was a little bit younger than you, Sarah. I was 46 and I just didn't know what the bloody hell was happening to me. Mm-hmm. I just I, I just lost it.
1: Yeah, that I was you know. actually, mine was a couple of years ago as well. I started... um. I don't know how it happened for you, Sam, but I just started being really angry and losing my temper really quickly and just and feeling premenstrual for three weeks of the month. And it was my friend Lizanne, who you may actually know Lizanne Curry, because she's a magazine girl. And she was just like, go and get some HRT. Mm. So that was so I was about the same age. It's very confuzzling, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think she she got a Facebook group, Feeling Mm, Flush. Feeling Flush. Well, yeah, she didn't start
1: that. It was started by Paula Fry and Lynette
3: Hecker, who
1: I think, um, yeah, Lynette was a journalist as well. You journos are saving the world for perimenopause or menopause women. Thank you. I
3: think that's what's happened. It's like we've all all these kind of Gen X women have got here in their late forties, early fifties, and gone, what the hell? This is shit. We need to talk about it. Yeah, and. It would be a bit less shit if we knew what was happening. And I think yeah. we all know about like the, the hot flushes and like, you know, the whole kind of menopausal women are a bit of a joke, aren't they? They were a bit flabby, a bit hot and a bit angry. Yeah. And it's like Crazy the main symptoms as well. for me was mental health, you know, mm-hmm. like anxiety, lack of confidence, brain fog, you know, all of that. And it was about another 18 months before I started getting all the night sweats. And my periods had already been irregular for Forever, so, and then I kind of thought, oh, that maybe it's that. Mm. But it took me eighteen months to sort it out, and then I just couldn't believe the kind of conspiracy of silence. And when I like spoke to my friends about it, who were all you know older than me, they all like backed away like with the sign of the cross, you know, like oh, really? Catching, yeah, like it was catching. But see, so much has changed in the last six years. And then um, and then, when I kind of like scroll forward to like a year or two ago, it's great. It's bloody great out the other side. And so I just thought I want to write the book I would have wanted to read, you know, when I was 46, 47 and didn't know what the hell was happening to me. And I want to tell the really ugly truth. And if you've listened to it, you've listened to me talking about vaginal atrophy. So, do you know, that's two words that I have
2: written down. It's the only point that I went, ooh but actually that's brought up in the book isn't is it
1: it's vag- like, what, is vaginal oh, yeah. atrophy
3: is that when uh, when you prolapse no no it's um uh, it's, uh, this no. is like for us we're calling this a quarter past 10 in the morning it's a bit early for this conversation yeah, no but, but i need to know because like <laughs> yeah. you said
1: I'll, i mean i'll hear about it in the book anyway yeah, uh, yeah. But, but come on, tell me no, because dry... this is what we want
3: to put out there. i mean it, it varies but um I'll tell you what, there's a book that if, if you are unlucky enough to get it, there's a book that you must read, which is excruciating. Um, My Menopausal Vagina by Jane Lewis. Uh, no, you babe. don't want to be reading it on the tube or anything. It's because it's, you know, it's there. Mind you, it might be a good way to clear a carriage. <laughs> um, and, but no, it's, you know, it's it varies from dryness and soreness to burning pain, chronic itching. I mean, it's really grim. Uh. So, so, I mean, you can just skip that chapter. It's just one chapter. No, it's all because in one, I th- one safe place. It's no, I, I, part and I think but it
1: is part and parcel. And that's yeah. what we, I don't, and you haven't shied away from it, Sam, and we don't want to shy I away do. from it either because this is the ugly but
3: necessary truth to tell, isn't it? Exactly, right. and I think that's the thing. It's like you say, if somebody said to me, oh, you're, basically you're scaring the children, you're scaring the young women. I was like, oh. well, do you know what? I wish I'd known. And all the young women I know who've read the book have said to me, do you know what? I'm really glad I read it. I mean, there are a couple of bits that made me go, oh, shit, no. But, you know, that, that's the first half of the book. And the second half of the book is about actually how great it is just being older and just not giving a toss anymore. Totally agree. You know? So that's, that's it in a nutshell. And it's my story. And I spoke to 50 other women for the book because there's only so much of me that I could bear to write about, but also (laughs) that you want to listen to. And there are so many, everybody's experience is different. So I spoke to 50 other women. And so it's that, and then, you know, a bit of a rant. So a bit of memoir, a bit of manifesto and lots of women talking about their lives, which, you know, it turns out who knew people are really interested in listening to Middle life, midlife. I'm not sure about that. Midlife,
1: mid-age, anyway. I hate middle age, though. I prefer midlife. I, I mean, what else is there?
2: I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't really care about the labels. I just, I am the age I am, which is 50. And I don't feel particularly old. I don't feel particularly young. I don't feel a number. I'm just me exactly. doing me. Um, yeah. I'm very bored. Throughout my life, I've been called crazy. I'm not crazy. So now I ban it. It's like, if, if the children are like, oh, mum, you're acting really crazy. I'm like, I'm really not. This is just me in this moment. I'm fine. Don't worry about and it. Andy said I
1: was losing it only this morning. Right. Because I forgot those meetings.
2: <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Overwhelmed, you know, overworked, the mental a load, busy. Yeah. Maybe, but and not no, crazy. Exactly. No, And
1: I, I, the, the mental load, I think, on women, without mm-hmm. bringing hormones into it, is bad enough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so exactly. throw hormones
2: into the mix or lack thereof mm. and... Um, yeah, sometimes the wheels fall off the cart, but that does not yeah. mean I have gone crazy.
1: So Sam, can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm fifty four. Fifty four. I bloody love being so, in
3: my fifties. I me love you.
1: Well, this is what I want to know. Mm. So what what have I got to look forward to? Like what obviously no more periods, but that's just a physical thing. And I will really because now that my our periods are so irregular, you know, it's like I, I can't leave the house without a mm. handbag full of shit i might need. Mm. Obviously that is a freedom, but what else is there? It, will it will i suddenly just be a bit more chilled? I don't if you know what i mean like just calm, not hormonal.
3: Yeah, yeah. well you won't you won't be hormonal. I mean it's like there's this thing that um they call um estrogen the bitability hormone. Oh, so, and I was, I was kind of at the back of the queue when the nurturing thing was handed out anyway, behind the door or something. Not much of it <laughs> hit me, but you know, that kind of thing where, you know, you know, the thing. So if someone comes into the living room and they go, oh, Mum, I've lost my keys. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, where did you put them? Where did you last see them? And then all of a sudden someone comes into the living room and says, mom, I've lost my keys. And you go what do you want me to do about it? Absolutely. (laughs) It's kind of, I mean, that's like, obviously that's just like really me being a bit facetious. But I think there's, you know, there's that. You kind of care a bit less. And I spent so much of my life caring much too much about what people I didn't know thought about me, thought of what I'd done. I mean, it's like, really, who cares if I could get that wasted life back, Mm -hmm. all that wasted energy. But I mean, there's so many things, you know, I think... That kind of, I'm still, I'm not having the rages that I used to have when I I was kind of in my late 40s, but I feel like a productive anger. So I'm angry about stuff, but in a useful way. It's like there's a brilliant Angela Davis quote, which um, is, I'm no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I'm changing the things I cannot accept. That is brilliant.
1: Absolutely yeah, spot
3: on. That is it's exactly spot on. I think it's just that, I mean, I look back all through my life, at all the things I just kind of put up with because they were just, I thought they were just how it was. You know, yeah. I just oh, got yes. put up, Decades just how it was. of that. Yeah. I feel like I'm much more assertive, but I hope not obnoxiously so. You know, I just, I think it's mainly just like I just don't, I don't not care at all. Mm. But do you know what? It is what it is. And I'm 54. I'm really lucky to be 54. You know, I know loads of people who aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who, who never got this far. Um, I don't have to go out with the house with a bag load of tampons. I mean, I used to, too much information, but. No, go for I it. I used to have really irregular periods, but they were so heavy. Mm. I couldn't even do the journey to work. <gasps> Relating. I couldn't oh, yeah. get from my house to the office. Yeah. You know, with a really big one and loads of pads. And and who who knew about that, Sam?
2: I'm going to predict nobody that you just dealt with it and did what you had to do.
3: Yeah, and when I went to the GP, I mean, I don't want to criticise GPs because they've, you know, they're doing a wonderful job, but they're not specialists. And I went Mm. to the GP. I was probably around about 40. I was on red, and I was passing out in the street.
2: (gasps) And they said to me, "Well, you're
3: chronically anaemic. Are you vegetarian?" (laughs) I was like, "No, I haven't been vegetarian for." I mean, I was was like my 20s, been vegetarian for years. And they were like, Oh, you need to take iron. And this went on and on. And I was like bleeding bucket loads every four to six weeks. Mm. And eventually, the health editor of Red said to me, I think you need to go and see this gynecologist. And she packed me off. So I'm really lucky A, I had a health editor to sort my Uh life out. And B, I could afford to see a gynecologist. Right. And she said to me, Don't be ridiculous. It's not because you don't eat steak, it's because you. Lead buckets. buckets every single month of course you're mm. short of you know Just and then I she got in there and I had polyps and fibroids and had oh, Sam, and, you poor thing so you know periods shove them frankly and Sam how many <laughs> how many years do you reckon you put up with that for oh 30
2: there we go it's bonkers, isn't,
1: isn't it? Isn't it?
3: We just really get on normal, with stuff. Though, I think.
1: I agree. I do. I also agree with you. I, I, I agree GPs are doing an amazing job, but I, I I have been on three different types of HRT. The second one um, was for women who hadn't had a period for a year. And I saw a female doctor who prescribed well, that you. one to me. I know. So that was a bit, that was just, uh, just misinformation. However, GPs need to know a little bit about everything. And so, of course, occasionally you know, they're going to get things wrong. So I don't really, but I think that this conversation that, that that we have all started, which is brilliant, and you've kind of spearheaded Sam, so thank you, is going to change all of that. I do think there will be, you know, it, the GPs will end up knowing more and people will, you know, employers will end up knowing more. And, at, you know, my husband is 10 years younger than me and, and he's already starting to be a little bit more understanding, whereas before he just got cross with me for, putting my keys in the bin. Irregular.
2: Bitches. What gives me hope is my daughter's 17, Sam. She won't put up with anything. And I don't think she's unusual. I do think, you know, our kids are coming through and saying, well, obviously I'm not going to put up with that. And, And I look at her and think... I put up with that my whole life and I am delighted you're not going to. And that mm. cuts through physical, mental relationships, the whole lot. She just won't put up with it. So I don't think we necessarily have to worry about it moving forwards. But as far as us dealing with ourselves, mm. I think it's really important we do what we do. And certainly Sarah and I came to this from, you know, being mates and having conversations and realizing we were talking to our friends really openly. But nobody else, nobody at work was talking about what we were experiencing. Nobody, you know, potentially at home was understanding what was going on. So, yeah, no, I'm really relieved that these conversations are happening and books and podcasts and everything else.
1: I just need people to, you know, I, I need my friends and family and my world at large to understand that that my hormones sometimes get the better of me, mm. and I've made some dreadful mistakes, Sam. I kissed
2: some terrible men. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just, when she just, says terrible men, she means rock stars. No, I don't yeah. mean well. Yeah, not, well, uh, just but you know what? Have you been through the rock star space, Sam? Because I missed it. Even if they yeah. happen, yeah. even if they I I happen to too. play
1: the guitar, <laughs> they're still toadies. Yeah. I kissed a lot of toads looking for that prince but mainly hormone driven I can't you know I just wish and I think you touched on this earlier Sam I just wish that ill youth is wasted on the young isn't it hmm. I wish that that the way I feel now this sort of no bullshit accepting you know like quite upfront very honest person could have inhabited my 28 year old body Definitely.
3: Head. I'd have made very different choices, yeah. would you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, all the women I interviewed for the shift, not one of them said, yeah, I want to go back to being 35. You know, yep. that whole thing. They were like who they were now. They just, but like you say, 35 year old body would, you know, maybe I'll take that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was there anything that you noticed every woman say that there was one common rhetoric coming through at all?
3: Oh God, there were, there were quite a lot of common threads, but, and the most one when we we've kind of already touched on is, is the mental health thing that everybody knows that you're going to get almost definitely going to get hot flushes. Nobody knows, or very few people know about the mental health implications of perimenopause. And yet that's what everybody gets. Mm. So, you know, of the women I spoke to, I don't think any of them had not had either brain fog or, you know, or crisis of confidence or terrible depressions or anxiety attacks. Like I spoke to Emma Freud for um, the shift podcast and she was like, I, th- I felt my brain fog was so bad. I couldn't get words out like right. words, simple words, like stairs. Right. Like she couldn't remember what stairs were. And she went to the doctor and said, I'm, I'm worried. I've got early onset dementia. And he, um, she said, Oh, that's, that's menopause. That was it. Just like, Oh, it's menopause. Well, you know, tell us. I know. Tell us that this is what's happening. Tell everybody to expect it.
1: Yeah, yeah. This happened to me only last night. I Was taking my uh, my daughter and my nephew to ballet. My nephew was holding his little black ballet shoes, and I went, "Have you got your keys?" To him, and he laughed at me and went, "No, I've got my ballet shoes there. (laughs) Have you got your keys? Because quite frankly, you quite often don't have them. (laughs) (laughs) Me and keys, Sam, I've thrown Um... them away. I've washed them. I've you know, I've well, we just don't want to know. It's me and keys. But guess what I've got now, though, girls." Uh, one of them things. A you tile, stick on it. tile. I've got a tile, go. and guess what I do? I forget to use it. You forget Lock- the code. Well, no, it's it's um, You can ring your keys from your phone, so it just makes oh, a noise. Yeah. Or you can ring your fo- You can find your phone from the fob on your keys. So how is that so- not working for you? Because I forget I've got it. <laughs> So, yes, I've got a tile and I forget to use it. Typical, but it's brain. I tell you the brain fog and I'm exactly the same, Sam. I literally cannot remember words. And I know we've laughed about this before, but there have been a couple of occasions where I've gone to to talk about autumn and not been able to remember her name my my own daughter yeah and we were I talking sort
2: of gone, uh, we were talking to Lisa Snowden about it cuz she's on live tv and she was saying you know she expects to to forget her words and i just said to her well, what would happen if you just came out with it and said oh, you know i'm struggling with, with brain fog there's nothing wrong with it do you know what i mean I th- there's there's I nothing i think it would
3: be okay you know I and mean,
2: actually she did she said she was going to think about it
3: yeah i think podcasts have really helped that cuz i host a lot of events and I used to feel like, oh, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be slick. It's got to be immaculate. And I've lived in fear of forgetting anything I was meant to say. But now I'm doing it. If I lose my thread, I just go, oh, lost my thread. Start again. Nobody minds. And it just, if anything, it just adds to the, it's just your personality. I I think it's fine. And what's happened this year with lockdown and nobody ever being able to be in the same room anyway, people are, I think, a bit more, you know, we've all watched the news and, Seen, heard Kathy Newman's voice coming out of the TV and her mouth is not moving, you know. I mean, yeah. So I think people are a lot more, you know, relaxed about all of that now.
0: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans.
2: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. So I want to talk to you about your superpower. <gasps> oh, My superpower, yes. In your book, you quote. I love how you're looking at me, like, "Oh, what is she talking about?" In your superpower, you talk about um, invisibility being a superpower for ladies.
3: I think it is. The you know? I agree. <laughs> well, that's like when you were you were talking about the um, things that people had in common. There's and there's like an enormous list, but one of the things is, you know, if this is meant to be this terrible thing that you know you don't get. If you ever got like whistled out in the street, you know, but not that that's not that your daughter would put up with that shit. No, she wouldn't. But, <laughs> but not one, not one woman I spoke to was like, oh, men don't let at me anymore. No one missed that male gaze thing at all. I it was do. like, great. I have to put up with that. My stuff. What they did say, that, um, in fact, Paula, we who we were talking yeah. about, f- 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 peeling flush, she was like, you know, i see what I would miss. I, what I would feel really sad if I became invisible to other women. And so if, if other oh. women suddenly started, like, not yes. asking me where I got my shoes, yes. yeah. that I would, that would care be terrible. about. terrible. But that's, that's the thing, that inv- you're not invisible to women. That's so true, and That's I actually because I, I have
1: confessed that I'd, I yes. I I wouldn't mind if somebody sort of like double checked me as I as I walk down the street. That might well be a product of my TV career, though, because you have to remember that I was I was coming through in the nineties when um, FHM, Maxim, Esquire, mm. all of those, all of my peers were doing the front covers of those magazines so perhaps I have a slightly skewed you know feel what about you're,
2: what you're diplomatically saying is is that a lot of people will have turned around and double checked you
1: perhaps, perhaps I just yeah. used to wear quite short what skirts. she doesn't
2: realize is that they still do no
1: but yeah. and and, <laughs> and but I shouldn't I'm be sure. looking for that validation anyway
2: you know because well, it, it is what it is love I don't, yeah. I don't think you should apologize for it but what I will say is having I'm a couple of years older than Sarah so I turned 50 this summer I don't get double-checked anymore and, and I'm now okay with it. Mm. I realise that actually when I'm getting dressed and putting my makeup on and I'm going through the process of going grey... I'm very accepting mm. of myself, and I don't need other people to, to double check me anymore. Mm. And, I, and I have done, you know, up until, until fairly recently. So yeah. whether it's something you just get to or, or not, I don't know. I just know what's happened, yeah. you know, for me. But what
1: Sam said, I would, but I, I've never heard it, you know, I've never heard anyone say it would be devastating to be invisible to women. But you're right, it, mm. I would be really upset because I'm a girl's girl. I'm a proper girl's girl. So, yeah. yeah, maybe it is a blessing in a way that... And also, I d- you know, it's funny, isn't it? I won't wear... I bought a miniskirt the other day. Do you remember You've last time the I saw you? most amazing legs. Don't well, tell me me you but, don't want You're too old to wear like, it. I was like, well, Sam, obviously, has edited some fabulous magazines, so she'll know. Apparently, it's still okay to wear a miniskirt
3: if you you're wear wearing a peg. Oh, yeah, totally. Honestly, I can't be doing with that age-appropriate bullshit. I Absolutely. just think, wear what you want to wear. Absolutely. Yeah. You're still you. It's like, yeah. you know... That that's that drives me nuts. I mean, when I was writing the book, I was Googling, you know, style rules and age appropriate and all of that. I mean, something like 4.2 million hits. Yeah. It's like people oh, yeah. telling us what to wear, how we should have our hair. Now we're over 40. I mean, honestly, sod off. It's it, it, like I'm not meant to have long hair because, you know, that, my hair is, you know, long. And you're certainly not meant to have cat lady long hair. Okay. And you're not meant to go gray. You know, it's like, oh. I've always loved your hair. It makes oh, me thanks, want babe. to punch
2: people. A tish, it really does. Petition goddess. Is, there we go. Oh, it's a kind of a going grey
3: look. Yeah, Yeah, but I really like that. So
1: do I. In lockdown, when everybody... In fact, one of my school mum friends, Claire, is is obviously a lot younger than me because I didn't have my kids till I was 40. And she has let hers go completely grey and she looks amazing. And yours looks amazing. Like Louise at one point on a Zoom call literally had a headband on and it was pure white Mm. to the headband and then kind of brunette, the rest of it. And it looked amazing. Thank you. I loved it. I love this sort of... you know, like embracing of the grey. Well, I'm I can't really imitating. see Louise because you're sat no, in window. No, because I've got. The, she's in right the, in the sunshine. Window, yeah, so. and
2: it's it's a bit. Oh it's yeah, it's been bleached at the moment, so you can't really see. So I'm bleaching it. Sorry, I've now moved away from the microphone. I'm bleaching it in order to then have the grey just come through on a lighter colour. So you can't really see at the moment, but I'm loving it. I, I'm just, I'm just loving
3: being myself and not apologising mm. for yeah, that. Yeah, I feel really comfortable in myself, and that's honestly for me that's massive. I me just. Too. Never have. Not since I was a little girl. Never felt comfortable in myself. And sadly, I think that's the case for
2: most women, a lot of women, Mm -hmm. let's say. I'm not going to speak for other people, but I think certainly with my friends, I think they would all say, oh, no, no, definitely not.
1: I've got uh, this is my referring to my friend Lizanne again. She's got this marvellous idea and I'm so up for this. She obviously because... Women live longer than men, we will outlive all of our partners. And and she thinks that we should start a commune. I mean, basically, where we all float around with bonkers hair, wearing cat Cap hands, and yes. smoking
2: opium. Yes. Because, you know, it got better like, as you yeah,
1: carried on. Absolutely. Because what's, you know, by then you can have a drug habit. It won't matter because you'll be too old anyway. So as just long as I've like, got my
2: own bedroom and bathroom and a
3: dog, I'll be fine.
2: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. There'll
1: be cats, That's there'll be enough. dogs. No, no
3: sharing bedrooms or no bathrooms. No, 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 no. Right no, no, no.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's oh, it's going to be a very nice commune it's a, yeah it's a very posh commune no sharing of toothbrushes or anything like no, that no, no, no. it's a good idea though I'm bang
2: up for it and me too I'm there yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I've, totally. just, I've
1: just got to somehow get rid of the husband
2: <laughs> well, don't worry nature will yeah, that. you're <laughs> out of luck yours is really young yours is too
1: young yeah I don't, 10, yeah, 10 yeah, years don't younger worry. mine's
2: four years he younger
1: he had um, some health screening thing at the beginning of year his metabolic age is 48 so don't worry he's oh, God. drinking <laughs> and eating himself into an early grave <laughs> um, so yes that's what we're going to do we're going to start that commune
2: so what we've noticed in, with language, there's a lot of negative language that's used around us. And I quite like the idea of changing that. So the, the thought of referring to myself as a witch in later life, I have to mm. say I find quite appealing. Hag, not so much. Who is it who likes Hag? Was it um, Catelyn? In her book,
3: I think she she refers um, to. I think to so. As an and Karen fan. Franklin likes Crone. I'm oh, not a fan no. of Crone. Oh, no. I do. yeah, no. but Crone's
1: very pagan, isn't it? Because we are now in that. So there's it's like the Wicker, like white witchcraft is mm. virgin. Mother crone, it's like it's like f- uh, father, son, holy ghost, or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, so, but it's the feminine equivalent. So, yeah, it's virgin, oh. mother, crone. Did you not know that? No, Sam? I've never so heard of. So, I wonder no, if that's, that's where it comes from. And and in kind of Wicker and paganism, I I only don't I don't know much about it. I know a little bit, so I find it quite interesting. But cr- the crone stage of a woman's life is very much worshipped and that, you know, deified to it. So you're kind of, you're looked after. It's like in, Ch- is it Chinese culture where they really look after their elders? They're considered wise and wonderful. Whereas we just tend to shove our elderly into a home. And It's like, know. it's a Western thing,
3: isn't it? The yeah, kind of so. denigration of old women, particularly yeah. is, is Western.
1: It really is. That really annoys me as well. Like just referring back to the commune. I mean, I'd all like all the fabulous women I know. Really, really fabulous women are all, you know, in their mid forties and beyond. Mm. Like you know, with with so much wisdom to offer. And I'm sort of a bit glad that 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 I'm much older than autumn you know in that i had her when when she was when i was quite old because i'm there all that insecurity has gone and by the time she's a teenager i'll be really zen <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. You hope.
3: We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, Louise, how was it for you being in menopause and having a teenage daughter? So you had like double the hormones? Yeah. Interestingly, so
2: Lola and I, when she was about 14, so three years ago, had one weekend where the F word was shouted at sort of centimetres from each other's faces, which isn't normal (laughs) behaviour in our house, but it was that weekend. And it's almost, I don't know, she got it all out of her system and so did I in one weekend, I am also parenting a 14-year-old boy and that is a different kettle of fish. Oh. I think it's because I don't understand him. I can't relate to him. Uh, I find it all very, very confusing what he's going through because that's very much he's shut down. Whereas my boyfriend, Duncan, gets him completely and so he just educates me on him. So that's really, really helpful. But yeah, no, Lola and I, yeah, like I say, just one fucking bad weekend. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was awful for everybody. Uh, In fact, Duncan just took Johnny out of the house for most of it. But there was was a level of understanding afterwards. And I think that was really important. Did she know that you were hormonal? And did you know that she was hormonal? See, this is the thing. I assumed she was because of the age that she was, but nobody was looking back at me. I was just... Crazy, uh-huh. and I've we've kind of got through that now. And I don't get called crazy anymore. And if I do, I just if I could raise an eyebrow, I would. Um, so that has now <laughs> stopped, which is good. But yeah, no, Johnny, Johnny, much more of a struggle. We, we, it's just not understanding. He doesn't understand me, and I don't understand him. So now I just throw my feelings out there, and I just say, you know, I, I'm feeling really hormonal and upset because you aren't speaking to me. And I just say it how it is, and he doesn't come back with anything. But you know, that's fine. You've He's a boy. Planted the seed. Yeah, and I'm just honest. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm so bored of pretending not yeah. to be happy or pretending not to be stressed or hormonal or whatever. I'm afraid everybody just... No, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid at all. I'm happy yeah. that everyone just knows how I am. It's I just find, being honest. I find it
1: quite hard because I can't... My children are too young to understand the ins and outs of they
2: hormones. Are. You but know. No, but I think you can still say, do you know what, mummy is feeling really... Well, you can say hormonal if you like. Oh, I say grumpy. Right, right, go. There we really, go.
1: I, I basically say, I'm really grumpy. If you know what's good for you, you'll just leave
2: me alone. There we go. <laughs> I, think, I think that's parenting at its best because you're allowed to be, you know, real and honest. Yeah. So they know what to expect. Bless them. Otherwise, you just launch forth with, you know, whatever's coming out of your brain. But I think it's
1: important to, to be able to say sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. But my mother ne- could never say sorry. And that really, are you Are you somebody who can say sorry, Sam?
3: Yeah, but I, for reasons I go into in the book, but I'm a bit fed up of talking about now, um, <laughs> I've, I've been apologising my whole life.
0: Ah. I, I think
3: I've actually stopped apologising. It's Good. great. I mean, I still say sorry if it's my fault. Yeah. But I used to, I just used to assume everything was my fault. So it's either, either... That's either bad or it's massive egotism because you think everything's about you. I'm not sure which which way.
2: I think that it depends. Goes. Would you have said sorry if uh, somebody bumped into you in the street? Would yeah. you then oh, yeah. say sorry? There you go. That's not ego, is it? That's yeah. No, I'm and behavior. I, I've,
1: yeah, I've always been that person. So, but I've mm. also this is kind kind of naughty to admit, but um, I I've also. Learned that I hate confrontation certain oh, hormones yeah. and confrontation aren't really great bedfellows and uh, and my husband is quite moody as well and my mum is quite moody too actually has her she's a sulker and I will often apologize because I'm not really keen on the atmosphere that's in a room so even if it's not my fault mm. I'll just say sorry and say come on let's just get back to because I just don't I just don't like conflict yeah but to that, try and fix
3: it basically
1: yeah, we'll make
2: it go away. Really, yeah. That's what
1: Once I'm trying saying, to do. Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: which is really probably so very that's naughty. resolving nothing. All that's doing is shoving it away oh, for another day. I know. Okay, well I'll send <laughs> you. I'll, I'll send you the. I'm therapist with you bill. on that,
1: Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done bill. it for many years, just oh, not anymore. Oh, I know it's just yeah. sometimes, especially when you're arguing about the colour of the fucking tiled splashback. Oh yeah. yeah, there's definitely more to life than that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we haven't got divorced. We've had a kitchen, a big kitchen extension, and haven't got divorced. And I, you know. Know, in lockdown as well. So yeah, lesser mortals have, yeah. have failed. I mean, so many relationships floundered in lockdown, didn't they? Yeah. Was, you know, all just cooped up with each other. Who
3: were you in lockdown with, Sam? I was in lockdown with my husband. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel really lucky, actually. So there was, But well, that three-month period, we just didn't see anybody else. Mm. And were you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah we got that's on really fat. well, actually. And I think it made me feel really lucky because I have... You know in my past had a relationship where you know it would have been terrifying to be in lockdown with that person yeah, I and i think so many people were mm. you know in in that situation in lockdown so yeah but you know what it's it's interesting because the when i was researching the chapter on sex and relationships in the book What was really shocking was how many of the women, when they came eventually answered the question, which took a while, was that said that they were either really unhappy in their relationships, wanted out of their relationships or had left their relationships. And that was before lockdown. So God knows what lockdown did to those relationships. Oh,
1: wow. That is really sad, isn't it? I mean, no relationship is perfect, but I just think, I think a lot of the time, this isn't even a hormonal thing. This is just a life thing. I think women, more so than men, just tend to put up because it's easier to do that we've learned to yeah well
3: they put up because they've got the like you said you've got the emotional load you've got Mm. the kids and and all of that and those things you maybe put those things before you but what was quite striking was the women who had left had been that point in their late 40s early 50s where maybe their kids had just got a bit older or if they had kids and they just felt and looked at their partners and went this is not what I want the next 30 years to look like.
2: Mm. Yeah,
3: And they kind of left. I mean, one woman said to me, you know, that men leave for other women and women leave for themselves. Absolutely. That is so true. Absolutely. And that was the case with every single one of them who had mm. left, that none of them have been having affairs Yeah, mm. or new relationships. They were all like, you know, I'm 50, I've done this, I've brought up my children or, or whatever. I've put other things first. Mm. Yeah. And now... What am I going to do for me? I'm going to go out there. Mm. Yeah, that's you know. brilliant. And
2: how are they now, you know, generally?
3: The ones who had left, they were all fine. I mean, yeah. they, they said it was tough. I mean, and one of them had said she definitely has her lonely moments, but she wouldn't go back to being lonely in a relationship. Mm. Right. She'd, you know, rather be. But they were, they were markedly happy than mm. a large chunk of the women who were, like, looking at their husbands going, is this it? Yeah. Yeah. It was really, I don't know, it was really salutary. It made me go like, wow. Irregular. Bitches. I mean,
1: no relation. my relationship isn't perfect, but I can definitely see myself growing old with Andy. That's the thing. I yeah. think that's the thing. It's like when the children go, I just, we, we'll get a camper van. Which is what we've done. Oh, Caravan i so land. excited. Yeah. I'll come up to Scotland, Sam. Yeah. It's one of my favourite places. I absolutely love it. How are you enjoying yeah. it up there? Well, when uh, you can get out.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, we had a really nice, nice couple of months where it had opened. I think everything had started to open up. And yeah, I love it. Love it. Best thing we ever did moving up here. Once we were no longer tied to London, so like, you know, once the pool went down mm-hmm. and my life changed effectively, we went, well, what if we could do anything, what, what do we want to do? And we were like, well, we always said we'd go to Edinburgh. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. So it's um, great. Kept just
1: speaking of the pool, because I absolutely loved it. And if anybody missed it, who's listening, it was a fantastic website for women that you launched with Lauren Laverne, wasn't it? It was absolutely yeah. fabulous. And I'm still devastated that... It's not around anymore. And can I just say thank you for the little bit that we got? And I thought it was inspired, Sam. Honestly, it was brilliant. But I know that it was ended up being a really, really stressful time of your life, didn't it?
2: Right. And that was a difficult bit in the book for me to read, your meetings with investors and being told it would be better if uh-huh. there was a man there. And I literally was
3: yeah. recoiled at the thought of you having that experience. It was a very weird situation to in part leave, you know, a, a- good, well-paying, secure job to kind of follow this dream, which, but also in part because I was fed up of working for mm-hmm. men, you know, I was fed up of working in industries that were run by men and full of women doing the work and then found myself effectively working for loads of them who, actually, who, who treated me worse, yeah. you know, yeah, the finance business and the tech business, you put those two together, it's like, Wow. Yeah, the guy who said, um, "Yeah, next time, ladies, if you want a bit oh. of advice," oh, I hate ladies oh. anyway, but or was, or was it girls? Oh, I, I want to smack oh, no, he, him. <laughs> he, he, he was girls. He was the one who said, "You girls, um, yeah, bring bring a man. It will make it'll lend That's some gravitas." It. <gasps> Like that's our it. our fifty odd years of experience between it's us didn't know any of I just
1: <gasps> but then there there's no self awareness amongst men sometimes, is there? It's like, did you just hear yourself? That's how he feels. That's how you all sound yeah, like an
3: absolute twat. But they don't care. They don't care. And I think that's I mean. Like there was also the a younger, much younger guy, a tech pro, who'd late, made a load of money in with a tech site, and he basically said to to all three of us, so Lauren as well, who is, you know, 10 years younger than me, um, basically, oh, you ladies are going to run out of energy. <gasps> That's right. That's Can you right. imagine anybody saying that never. to a man? Never. Never. That never. would never happen. You know, and I think that really, I always kind of, you know, was very aware of the double standards, but that really drove it home. Yeah. It was like, wow, you know, you consider this not serious because it's women. You, you know, you're, you're like, oh, well, if we have any female investors I'll send it to them you mm. know it was it was a it was a really interesting experience i learned a lot but it was yeah it was horrific mm. but barely a day passes when i don't get a message from someone saying how much they miss it
1: really i loved yeah. it honestly yeah. it was the highlight of my day when that little today and three would pop into my inbox and I'd excitedly and I actually click through and still have some wonder like they you guys used to comb the sales for some absolute bargains <laughs> and uh, and do all, all the hard work for me and I've still got a fabulous Uniqlo coat, like duvet coat that I got for about 20 quid. I mean that and like makeup, perfume. It's just brilliant. Honestly brilliant.
3: Well that was fabulous Frankie Gradon who um did the fashion. And she, in fact, her and her friend Charlie have got a little, they do an email, I think comes out on Sundays called The Wing Woman. So you should sign up for that because she does a bit of that. What's Charlie's
1: surname? Gowans, I think. Oh, right. Okay. It's not because I used to have a, a stylist called Charlie Breer, who is now a wedding dress designer. No. No. No, not her. No. Not her. That's amazing. Right, well, I'm gonna look that one up. Yeah, it was it much missed. I think we're moving on to hormone horror
2: story, don't you? Oh
1: really? Have you yes. got any this week? Well, just forgetting the I mean the Zoom consultation for that was so it was Tuesday and I just completely forgot it. It was for Hunter and I just I I, I felt like a properly shit mum. So that yeah, that and and the other one was was uh, I do I announce on challenge Sam. So I'm the like in between the programs announcer. And I was meant to have a like checking in with my two producers and I completely forgot about that yesterday as well. I remembered at five o'clock, I was still in the middle of the like bed sit living room space we've got at the moment, and I just went, fuck <laughs> and Hunter's like, What? And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> He's like, Mummy, stop swearing, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I I met I um I rang my producer straight away and he was fine with it. Yeah, he sort of gets it. So, uh, yeah, that was my hormonal horror stories. So just, yeah, the spinning plates are toppling off their poles. But what about you, Sam? Any terrible things you've
3: done whilst hormonal? I'm thinking, I have to think back, really, because it, it, it doesn't really happen anymore. All <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. right. We'll have yeah, a round of for Yeah, but the kind of the really low moments were like when we were talking about raising money. And I remember one time, where I literally had such a bad hot flush, you know, where this it, literally my clothes were ringing wet, and I was going to going to an investor meeting. I had to go and lie on the floor in the loo in the inve- in the in the oh. ladies. In the I mean, who knows? It probably wasn't the ladies because there are no women in in yeah. finance companies. Except oh, there's the receptionist, obviously, and the person who makes obviously, the tea. Obviously, yes. And but literally lying on the floor and just like avoiding any dodgy bits of the tiles just to try and get cold enough. It's like you know, bright yeah. red, soaking wet, lying on the floor of the tiles. and And that was like quite a regular occurrence at one point. How really are we supposed grim. to deal with that? Are we
2: supposed to have a change of clothes with us at all times? I don't know. I used to take.
3: I got to a point where I was taking clean underwear everywhere. Yeah, you, you, re, you said that, in and the not book. for fun reasons. You know, <laughs> yeah, fun.
2: Okay. Yes, I if might only. not be going home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever
1: did that, anyway. Well, that was if you ever did do that, you were guaranteed not to get laid. Yeah, That's a problem, that. wasn't it? Don't be too
2: prepared. So, did you just style it out, Sam? Um, did you just get as cool as you could and just style it out? I'm interested. Yeah, there's
3: nothing else you can right. do, is it? You just, you've just got i I've just got visions of myself walking into
2: a room going. I'm having a massive hot flush,
3: look. Well, you know what, now, I I mean, now I won't. I think, you know, that's what, you you were talking about your daughter and that's one of the things that working with loads of millennials taught me. It's like people say they're entitled, but they're not. They're just behaving like men. They're behaving like men. Yes, yes totally. They are. But they're refusing to pretend to be men. So the way they talk about periods, yep. or you know, they'll go like, "I got really bad endometriosis. Yep. I need to work from home yep. tomorrow." Absolutely, you know, it's brilliant. That's it. And I think that's what you Know that's what we need to do with this. It's just like, sorry, does anybody mind if I open yeah. the window? Yeah, and I th- well, that's what we are doing, yeah. hopefully. And you're right,
1: you know, it's yeah, that's what we're we trying are to do yeah. for sure. Are, I mean, even, yeah. even I've been guilty of, of saying that young people are entitled to, yeah, in the past, but actually, you've reframed that for me mm. because that's exactly what they're doing. They're just, just calling it how it. it is. Yeah, absolutely, and they need yeah. to. We, you know, things are changing slowly but surely, and it's. All down, all, you know, thanks to people like you, Sam. So, you know, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you for the book. Thank Thank you you for all of your journalism over the years. That's been just wonderful because it's, you know, helped raise me, essentially, (laughs) through (laughs) adulthood, definitely. So, um... I feel 105 now,
2: I think so. <laughs> yeah, we, well, don't want, we don't want to leave Sam on that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Absolutely. No, don't we need back in. <laughs> there's, not, there's only a few years between us. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're through my yeah, formative life, through my yeah. kind of 20s and 30s, that's that's when I feel like I did my most growing up. It wasn't between 15 and 25. Mm. It was between mm. 28 and 40. Mm. Isn't that funny? That's when I was, you know, reading the glossies and devouring the pool and all of those sorts of things all of that media mm. which
2: was you know really beneficial and educational so yeah so sam's yeah. book the shift i actually listened to on audible thoroughly enjoyed even down to the language you use it's my language as well you're not not shy of an f word it's quite sweary yeah. <laughs> and podcast of the same name as well the shift so if um if you've enjoyed today by women's go over and uh subscribe to sam's the shift Fabulous.
1: Thank you so much. That's all we've got time for this week. Irregular Bitches is a Factory Originals production and we have been Sarah Kaywood, Louise Mitchell and Sam Baker. Thanks very much. Until next time. Stay cool, bitches.